So lately I've come to the realization that investing in personal finance and trying to grow wealth is, is very, in fact, similar to bodybuilding or working out or going to the gym, whatever you want to call it, trying to get in a state of being fit or being muscular or being athletic in a gym scenario. So today I'm going to explain how relatable these are, in fact, and maybe by if, if you're someone who's been in the gym or someone who is an amateur bodybuilder or something like that, you can look at this and you can realize, well, wow, I can really relate to this, this investing thing because of the mindset and the habits and the work ethic and some of the experiences you go through while being somebody who is, spends time in the gym. So I'm just going to go through and I'm going to, there's a few key points that I'll go through and kind of relate and I'll, I'll let you know how similar the, the, the two really are and I'll go through all of them and there's, I kind of have a list of different things that really are just the most relatable uh, between the two. So first of all, if you're anything like me at least, um, the first time you ever walked into a gym or the first time you ever decided you wanted to start getting bigger or working out or um, becoming more fit, you walk into the gym and you see all these people who, who are, it, it appears at least that they know what they're doing. And it's kind of intimidating, you know, there's all these weird looking machines, people are doing different things, there's people like doing Zumba and like people in spin class and people, you know, these bodybuilders like bench pressing and obscene amounts of weight and there's often times people doing very weird things that you, you've never even seen before and you're like, okay, so like where do I even start? How does this work? Most people will just start dabbling, you know, going from place to place with no real plan or, or idea of what they're doing. Um... They'll walk up to you know the dumbbell rack and they'll pick up a weight and they'll start maybe curling it. And now in that situation, usually one of two things happen. You either pick up a weight that's way too heavy and you struggle to even do one rep and you look like a complete idiot as you go to the other side of the dumbbell rack and pick up a weight that's like three times lighter. Or you pick up that weight and you try to curl it and it's way too light and you do like 30 reps and you don't feel anything. So now you look like just as big of an idiot because you walk to the side of the dumbbell rack and it kind of shows that you're not, you don't really know what you're doing because you have to go up like 30 pounds just to get in a reasonable weight range. So this kind of frustration and confusion about being in the gym this kind of thought of like, wow, this is awkward. I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, everybody else here is probably looking at me like I'm a weirdo. That kind of confusion and that feeling of being out of place will lead you, you know, the natural human process will lead you to think, okay, there's got to be a better way. There has to be a way for me to do this in a more uh, meaningful process. There has to be a way for me to do this in a way that it'll actually be effective. So, and that is when your journey will begin. Everybody's journey, I believe, in, in fitness for the most part, from what I've heard of my friends and the people that I go to the gym with is, it, it's all very similar. Really, what's going to happen is you're probably going to end up either trying to find someone who knows what they're talking about, try to find, um, maybe you're going to go to Google and try to figure out how it works and how you should go to the gym and how you should work out. Maybe you pick up a magazine or whatever. And just in this whole first three minutes of being in the gym, you have actually related to investing in an extremely unique way. Because when you become, you decide you want to become an investor, whether it's in real estate or whether it's in the stock market or whatever you're going to walk into an environment of people who you have no clue what's going on and it seems completely intimidating. And you know, you have your trading screen and there's different stocks and bonds and different investment securities on the, on the screen and there's all these flashing lights rolling by. Even if you turn on your, your business channel, you'll see the stock checkers going by on the screen and people yelling and screaming and talking about different things. And you're probably gonna think the same thing you do when you're at the gym, like, wow, this is crazy, I'm overwhelmed. How do I even start? 
So the first thing you're going to do is you're either going to find someone you know, you're going to go to Google, or you're going to pick up a book. So even in that small beginning entry period, you've already related to pretty much how an investor feels when they first walk into the markets or walk into an investment landscape. So that's, that's kind of funny, just the first little bit. So let's move from that to the next part. We'll say this is our first major one that relates. Um, when you're bodybuilding and you want to get better information about the most effective way to go about things, you are going to find fads. You're going to find so many fads, so many things, you know, the new 20-minute workout or having a great body in five weeks or use this exercise program 10 minutes a day and be ripped in a week or a month, whatever. There's all these fads, there's all these things, there's all these, you know, strategies people try to sell you and try to, you know, get you on their plan or whatever. And in reality, most of them are complete BS and they're really just an expensive waste of time. You know, people, either new workout programs that promise you crazy results, you know, different machines on infomercials like a Bowflex or like a Shake Weight or or an Ab Circle, whatever, or or fad diets like whatever, paleo diet, low carb diet, whatever diet. And people are saying, you need to be on my diet in order to be healthy. You're going to realize that there's all these fads. There's going to be people at every corner trying to tell you the right way to do things. And that's one of the biggest way that bodybuilding relates to investing. And it's because when you're investing, there's just as many, if not more, fads. If you Google how to invest, there's going to be things that come up. How to pick the winning stock. How to be the best investor. How to beat Warren Buffett. How to make money in day trading and make $1,000 a week. Things like that. And in reality, it's all complete BS. None of it actually works. Most of it is there just to sell you on something. And you're going to find you know, stock trading tips or things like smart beta or indexing strategies that people have come up with lately. Um, and I mean, really, the lesson you can take from away from this is if whether you're bodybuilding or whether you're investing or whether you're working out, whatever you're trying to do, it's probably greatest to avoid the fads and avoid the hype and don't get sucked in to these short-term strategies of people trying to sell you something. So that's one of the, that's probably the number one way that they relate is fads. There's going to be lots of fads when you get involved. Second, um, one of the most important things is patience. Now, when you're in the gym and you're working out and you're trying to get bigger or you're trying to, as I don't know, you're trying to get smaller, whatever you're trying to do, short-termism will destroy your performance. And what I mean by this is the shorter term you think, if you think very short-term like, hey, I'm going to go in the gym today, I'm going to bench press all this weight or I'm going to squat all this weight and if my legs aren't bigger or if my chest isn't bigger by tomorrow, I'm going to give up. That's an outrageous way to look at things. Even if you're, if you're a bodybuilder, that's an absolutely, like, you'd look at someone and be like, okay, you're an idiot for even saying that. Things take time, results are slow, but eventually over time, after you do it over a very long period of time, you look back and you're like, wow, it's crazy what I've achieved. And what I'm saying this one is it's pretty much patience. So being patient, that's something where if you have that talent being a bodybuilder and you want to be an investor, that's a talent that'll carry right over is being patient. When you're, lots of people, you know, and talk about the stock market, like, hey, I made this much money in a week or I made this much in a day. That's complete BS. That's complete luck. If you want to be successful, you have to do just like a bodybuilder would. You have to be in the gym every day. You have to take your time. Things happen over a long period of time. You have to take a long-term approach to things. So that, I'd say, is the second way. So first one, fads. Avoid fads. That relates to the gym and it also relates to investing. The second one, patience. This isn't a short-term thing. This isn't something you do for a week or a month. This is something you do for many, many years. And over time, you look back and you're like, wow, that's amazing. So second one is patience. 
The third way it relates is the success of having a plan. So in bodybuilding, it's really funny. Like even, I'm, I'm by no means an ex- extraordinarily fit person or very muscular by any means, but I do go to the gym and I do have people around me that are fairly big and muscular and kind of teach me things as they go. But it's funniest when you walk into a gym and you're looking around and you see people just like, you know, they go over and like curl a few weights, they go over and do two or three squats and they get on a machine and do a few reps on their calves and they do shoulders. It's like, what are you doing? Like, do you have a plan? Are you just kind of walking around, like just pushing a few weights every once in a while? Like, I'm not sure if this is going to help you in the long run. I'm not sure if this is going to do anything for you. So in bodybuilding, every bodybuilder who gets seriously big has a plan. As soon as they step in that gym, they know which machine they're going to first. They know which weight they're going to lift first. They know how much weight they're going to do. They know what their goal is. They know if they're going to try to push themselves. They know how many reps they're going to do. They're going to know every single thing beforehand. So people who are very big in the gym or people who have achieved their goal and they look extremely fit, if you walked up to them and asked them like, hey, what are you doing next? They'd be like, oh, I'm going to the shoulder press. I'm going to do eight to 10 reps. I'm going to do this weight and I'm going to do this many sets because they already know what they're about to do. It's the exact same way in investing. You have to have a plan that you're working towards. You have to have an end goal in mind. You have to know what your strategy is and stick to it. You have to be able to, regardless of, you know, anybody else who's running around without a plan and anybody else who's, you know, telling you how successful they are without any form of planning whatsoever, investing is exactly like bodybuilding in this sense. You have to know what you're invested in, why you're invested in that, and you have to know what your end goal is in mind and how you're going to get there. So that's part three. So the first one is fads. The second one is patience. And the third one is planning. You have to make sure you have some kind of plan. Recording, what, like for instance, if you're bodybuilding, you, you, lots of people even have a notepad in the gym and they record how much weight they did, how many sets they did, so that they can try to beat that next time. Investment is very similar where you have a plan and you have this written documented plan and you stick to it. And over time, you keep contributing, keep doing whatever you need to do, and you're going to get to your goal. So those are the first three. Next one is discipline. So if you ask any bodybuilder or any fitness person, if they've ever had a period of time where their strategy just wasn't working, absolutely. You can go to the gym for weeks on weeks on end and it feels like you've peaked. It feels like you're not getting any stronger. You're not getting any bigger. Maybe for girls, you're not getting any leaner. Um, It just feels like you're not progressing. And the reality is you just have to keep going. And that's what bodybuilders will tell you. You don't just stop there. If you plateau, you don't just stop. You find new ways to do things. Investing is the exact same. There will be times when your strategy isn't working and everybody else's is. So you have a nice, balanced, diversified portfolio that's going to make money over time. And your friend is all in oil stocks. Sometimes you're going to be down in a given year and your friend will be up 30%. So that obviously doesn't feel very good. At those times when everybody else is making money and you're not, you're going to feel like you're doing something wrong, like you're out of place. Uh, You're going to feel like you've plateaued. But in reality, stick with it, remain disciplined, and keep doing what you're doing. You have to stay disciplined and committed and wait for things to play out. Same way in, in fitness. So first one, fads. Second one, patience. Third one, planning. And fourth one, you have to stay disciplined. And this really leads us to getting... Getting information from the correct sources. And this is another thing that I think applies to both too, bodybuilding and investing or, or fitness. There's a million people out there trying to tell you the best way to do things. If you Google bodybuilding principles, bodybuilding secrets, fitness, whatever, uh, fitness principles, whatever you want to Google, 
There's going to be a billion different things out there, people telling you a ton of stuff. And if you're someone who is the best bodybuilder in the world, you can probably go through all of those articles and say, nope, that's complete BS. Eh, this one has some validity. You go to the next one and be like, yeah, this is a good article. And you can pretty much go through. But for the beginner, you really have no clue what the truth is and what isn't. So it's always important whether you're bodybuilding or investing, make sure you're getting your information from the right sources. If someone, if someone doesn't seem qualified to do it and they're giving you advice, probably don't listen to them. If a really, really, really obese person comes up to you at the gym and says, hey, I want to show you how to do cardio, you should probably be like, hmm, I'm not sure if you're the best person to take advice from. If there's someone who is not registered as an investment advisor, not registered as a financial planner, they don't know any, they don't have any background knowledge or experience, they don't own investments, don't take investment advice from them. That's kind of a no-brainer. So get your information from the correct sources. This kind of also leads to another one, which is having a mentor or a trainer. So in bodybuilding, getting a trainer can be hugely beneficial. I mean, they, they, they keep you accountable. Uh, they keep you motivated. They have access to proven strategies. Typically, trainers are people who have done it themselves and are very you know, successful in, in, that, in that endeavor. Um, but it's also important to remember that there's actually, there's, there could be good and bad trainers, right? So it's, it's good to find a mentor or a trainer who has been where you want to be and will help you get there and help keep you accountable. Same thing is true with investments. It's always great to have an advisor, someone who's been through the cycle, someone who has understands the principles behind successful investing and, you know, find someone who knows what they're doing and has had their own success because they have the right information and feel free to pick this person's brain and pretty much talk and get your information from them and they can always keep you accountable, keep you motivated and they have access to proven common sense strategies that work. So that's another one. Mindset. So most... Really, I mean, everything's a mental thing, really, when it comes down to it. Everything is a mindset. Everything's an attitude. Bodybuilding, for sure. Success is completely in the mind. Um, you can always do one more rep. Um, you can always get off the couch and go to the gym. That's choice. That's something you choose to do in your head. Um, so mindset is very important in bodybuilding. Same thing with investing. The proven common sense strategy of investing works. We know this. It's statistically proven. But it's still about mindset because... When you're doing poorly and everybody else is doing well, it's tough to stick to your plan. So having that discipline, having that mindset, that powerful mental strength, that's also very important in, in both cases. Another one is any fitness person will tell you rest is just as important as training. Um, in order to let things grow, you need to rest them. You can't just work out your biceps every single day, seven days a week and lift as much weight as you can. Eventually, you're going to either injure yourself you're going to damage the muscle. You're going to do bad things. Same thing with investing. People feel the need to always take action. They always want to be in their account trading, buying and selling, taking advantage of opportunities. But after you've done the base work, you just stop, rest, and be patient and let things play their course. Let things play out. People who are always active in their accounts, trading and investing, tend to perform very poorly over the long term. Just like someone who works out every single day, the same muscle group is going to, over the long term, experience worse returns to their muscle mass than somebody who goes really hard and then rests. So that's very important too. Another thing that relates very well in my opinion is you have to work the parts that aren't as sexy. It's just as important to work the parts that aren't as sexy as it is to work the parts that are. Let's think of what's an example for guys at the gym, legs. <laughs> it's hilarious. You always see the guys who are just massive upper bodies, huge shoulders, massive pecs, huge, like just ripped to shreds in, in the arms and the shoulders and the chest. 
and their legs are like stick thin because they never get on the leg press. They never do their squats. They never, they never work to make their legs bigger. I mean, that's really, that's really, uh, that epitomizes this entire idea. If you want to bench press more, you want to, um, I don't know, do have better upper body strength. You want to have better, whatever, all around strength. You have to do your squats and you have to do your deadlifts and you have to do all those other exercises that are not as fun as bench pressing or curling huge amounts of weight. Just because it's not sexy doesn't mean it won't help you in the long run. And it's the exact same in investing. People think, oh, the sexy part is the investment part where my money grows and I can get rich over time. It's really cool. But there's also lots of other things you have to take into account. Financial planning, liquidity planning, cash flow planning, insurance, taxes. These things don't have as sexy names, but they're going to help immensely and they're going to help your investments perform better over time if you can plan well in those areas. So that's also another point that definitely relates. Um, my next point relates to really everything but these two in particular, and it's just common sense. And one day I was in the, I was in the gym, and I was in, the, I was in like the locker room, the change room, whatever, and there's these two kids talking about, you know, oh man, I'm trying this new diet, I'm trying this new thing, I'm eating all these calories, or I'm trying this new weightlifting routine, I'm trying this, and they're, they're talking back and forth like what works and what doesn't work, and they're both media, moderately like skinny guys. And this absolutely ripped guy, maybe like five or 6% body fat, like just probably 200 pounds, 5'10", just ripped, like just absolutely ripped out of his mind, walks in and he's changing and he kind of overhears these guys talking about like the, these strategies they have. And he just closes his locker door really subtly and looks over and says, you know what guys, here's the truth. Go put as much weight on the bar as you can, lift it as many times as you can, then go home and eat as much food as you can. And I was like, holy crap, this guy just laid down the truth. Like, you don't need the best diet in the world. You don't need to have the best workout routine with muscle confusion and P90X and whatever, all these crazy things. All you need to do is have common sense. Lift a lot of weight, tear the muscle, then go and eat very healthy food. That's really what it comes down to. So the exact same thing, and this is so huge in investing, it's the exact same thing. People overanalyze, they try to come up with all these crazy strategies, they're looking at these chart patterns and all these crazy things. In reality, it comes down to hold a diversified portfolio of great businesses and don't sell it until you retire. That's it. That's how it works. So both cases, you'll do better by just putting in the work with common sense than constantly overanalyzing and trying to find the newest, coolest, best way to do things. So that's also important as well. A huge one too that relates is no pain, no gain. And everybody's heard the saying, but if you want to experience the most growth in the gym, you're going to have to endure the most pain. You can't give up after, you know, five reps if you're trying to get to eight and you know you can do eight. You have to bust them all out and maybe even go to nine. Try to do as many as you can, really tear that muscle, really get that, you know, that muscle working. That is, is extremely important in the gym. If you want to have the success, you want to have the um, you want to see the gains, you want to see, you know, improvement and progress, you're going to have to experience a lot of pain. And the exact same thing is important in investing. People view risk as a bad thing. Oh, I, I don't want to take risk as bad. I don't want to have my money bounce around and change value all the time. And it's scary because it's going to go up and down and up and down. If you want to experience the success, if you want to experience the gain, you're going to have to go through the pain. You're going to have to go through the ups and downs. It's a good thing. Risk is a good thing. Volatility is a good thing. People are so scared of it. Are you scared when you get up and you get on the bench press or you get on the squat rack and you, your muscles just burn like crazy? 
it's kind of this bad pain, but at, at, in your heart, it's like, well, this is a good pain because it's progress, right? The exact same way is that's how I think about investing. When your money, when a 2008 comes along and the stock market crashes, it's like, ooh, this kind of sucks in your stomach, but it's like, this is a great pain because this is the kind of risk I need to experience in order to get gains. This is when I go and I buy more stocks because they're on sale. So that's another way it relates. And the last thing I'll say, um, my last point is that conviction breeds success. So knowing for a fact that something will work regardless of if you see progress or not and doing it over and over and over again, that's a key to success in both bodybuilding and investing. So for instance, if you are totally new to hitting the gym, you need to believe that if you do it over and over and over, you will see results. Because if you get in the gym once, twice, three times, you go for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and you're not seeing results and you give up, then, it, then you've, you're, you've screwed yourself. You had no conviction. You had no belief that it would work. You never believed in it. So if you don't believe in it, you're going to give up too soon. And if you have this deep belief in your mind that you know for a fact that if I just keep doing this over and over and over and over every, every day for a, a long period of time, I will eventually see results. That's the key to success. That's what will lead you to success. And it's the exact same thing in bodybuilding as investing. You have to have conviction that things will work in the end. And this is the biggest weakness of every single client I've taken, of every person who gets into new investing, people who are new to the market, they don't believe. And there's statistical evidence that the market has never, you would have never lost money in the stock market over a 20-year period. You would have never lost money in the stock market over like a 15-year period. Over a 10-year period, if you had like 10 or 20% bonds in your portfolio, you would not have lost money. So you have to understand that you have to have conviction that this will work. You just keep doing the thing and over time, it will play out. It will happen, but not in the short term. You can't bank on short-term results to keep you accountable because they're not going to show up. It's a long-term thing. You have to t you take action towards it every day and things will get better and better. So those are kind of, I would say, the 12 or 13 ways that being a bodybuilder can relate to investing. And it's very, very applicable. Like it's actually, I couldn't believe how similar they are. So I'll quickly walk through them again. First one is fads. Don't get behind fads, avoid fads, avoid the hype. Second, you have to have patience. You do things a lot over a long period of time and slowly you're gonna look back and be like, wow, I've come a very far away. Third, planning. Don't just walk in with having no idea of what you're gonna do and what you wanna do. Have an idea of where you wanna go, how you're gonna get there and stick to that plan. Four, discipline. You can't just give up after a short period of time. You can't decide, well, I'm not gonna do what I need to do this week because I'm tired. You have to be disciplined. You have to do what you need to do. Just do it. So discipline is number four. Five, get your information from the correct sources. Don't just go to anybody asking for advice. Find somebody who knows what they're doing, who's been there, who is a professional in that sector and get advice from them. Six, Find a mentor or a trainer or an advisor or somebody who can help you get to where you want to go, someone who's been there. Seven, mindset. So it's a choice. The whole thing is a choice. It really comes down to mentally, are you strong enough to go through the process? Eight, rest is equally as important as training or taking action. So don't be obsessed with taking action all the time. You have to give it time to grow, give it time to play out its course. Nine, Working the parts that aren't sexy is just as important. You got to do the things that will help supplement your plan rather than just focusing on that one little thing that you think is really cool. 10, common sense. So you have to just have common sense. Don't overanalyze things. Just do it. Just take the common sense approach. 
do it and over a long period of time, if you stick to it, it's going to play out. You're going to be more successful than people who chased fads, more successful than people who overanalyze things. 11, no pain, no gain. Pain is good. Risk is good. Take advantage of these things. These things are there to help you. They may suck on the short term, but they can help you do better in the long term. No pain, no gain. 12, conviction breeds success. You have to believe in something to be successful at it. You have to believe in the deepest part of your being that this will play out in your favor or else you'll give up too soon. So all of those things that I just went through are pretty much a quite definitive list on how bodybuilding or how fitness training relates to investing and building wealth over time. So as I continue to go to the gym and as I continue to invest in my life, I will probably come up with more. But for now, I think this is a pretty, pretty broad list. And I think that's a cool way to kind of relate what I do to what lots of other people in the world can do and help people understand a little better how to be more successful investors if they look at it the way they look at bodybuilding. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram or Facebook, whatever, that'd be great. Feel free to text me, 204-291-6508. You can, we can talk and we can chat about whatever you want in terms of the investing world or anything really. I'd love to meet you and just hear your story and thoughts. So thanks again for watching and I'll see you in the next episode.